Welcome to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast, and so I'm going to jump right into it and say that you probably on a Monday are never a fan of facing this scenario, I've got good news and I've got bad news. And so like in most scenarios, I'll start with the bad news. The bad news is, is we are officially less than a week away from the 2020-2021 NBA season ending. It ends this Sunday. That's unfortunate to hear. The good news is, is that when it comes to the Grizzlies, every game that's left carries critical significance. And the Grizzlies are still very much in the playoff discussion with a lot of their ability to make the playoffs still within their control. That's your good news and bad news. And wherever you are and wherever you are listening, that's a great scenario to be in. Yes, the NBA season is coming to a close, but it does mean that over the next several days and hopefully a few weeks at least, Grizzlies basketball is going to be the most exciting it's been in quite a while, even above the bubble. Welcome to the Lockdown Grizzlies podcast. My name is Sean Coleman. It's a pleasure to be with you again in the first segment of the show. Three takeaways from this weekend, though it was only one game, still some significant takeaways to talk about from the weekend in in terms of going forward for this Grizzlies team. In the second segment, we'll reset the scene in the West before the last week of the NBA season, talk about all the different factors that go into impacting the Grizzlies when it comes to their plans for this weekend. In the third segment, we'll look at tonight's game against the New Orleans, Pelic- New Orleans Pelicans. Of course, you can find the show at Locked on Grizz, Grizz on Twitter, myself at StatsSAC, the podcast wherever it's available, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you choose to listen, that's where we will be. My name is Sean Cole. I've been covering the Grizzlies now for three years, been doing podcasts for two years, do it every single day. This is the place where you can find everything about your Grizzlies every day, and it's always a pleasure to be in a role to where I can give you all the latest news, perspectives, and insight when it comes to the Grizzlies, because it's a passion of mine to talk about the Grizzlies, the NBA, and sports in general, and it's an even bigger passion to be able to interact with those who share those same interests. want to remind you, of our title sponsor of today's show, RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com today. So, the Grizzlies get a win against the Toronto Raptors 109-99 to this weekend. So, the first takeaway from this weekend is that, yes, the Grizzlies do have a successful weekend compared to their previous one where they split with the Magic. And overall, after the Grizzlies were went four out of five, uh, lost four out of five games before they started a big three-game road trip this past Wednesday night, the Grizzlies won two out of three. The offense was absolutely on display, and every bit of it was needed Wednesday night. An absolutely horrible loss on Thursday night. And then the Grizzlies, despite the fact that they still struggled in many areas, which we'll get to in a second, they were able to find a way to win. And it was encouraging how they found their way to win, which we'll also talk about in just a second. But that's the thing about the Grizzlies, is that they won two out of three, which was the ultimate goal of this road trip, and they now remain still in a situation where they very much control their own destiny and can control it to the point of still putting themselves in a somewhat favorable position to make the playoffs. We'll talk about that in the second segment. But the first takeaway from this weekend is that the Grizzlies were able to win two out of three games on the road, and now they head back to the FedEx Forum to play four straight before the final game of the season. 
The second takeaway, though, was that despite the victory against Toronto, there were still plenty of concerns on display when it comes to this Grizzlies team. We've talked about it at nauseum when it comes to fatigue. It's accepted. It's known this team is tired. And this team being tired is more significant than most other teams because of what energy and effort, how important that is to what the Grizzlies do well compared to the rest of the league. But the thing about it is this, is that this team still is in control of its ability to play disciplined basketball, and it's just not doing that right now. 21 fouls in the game against Toronto. They turned the ball over 17 times. And the thing about it is, is that they're playing a glorified G League team. That's no offense to the ta- some of the talents that are on the Raptors, but Utah Watanabe was starting for this Raptors team. Now, again, that's not an insult to Utah, but he's a former two-way player for the Grizzlies. He has certainly improved in Toronto. But that's the, that's the level of player that this Grizzlies team was playing in Toronto. Yes, Gary Trent Jr. and others were playing as well. But all in all, the Grizzlies were a significantly more talented team than the Raptors team that they were playing. And they still had to pull out a victory in the final minutes because they once again beat themselves. 17 turnovers, 21 fouls, just overall a sloppy game. And the other thing that's discouraging is that, once again, this Grizzlies team, 14 of 43 from three, 32%. Only 44 points in the paint. They matched what the Raptors did in the paint, 44 points. The problem is, is that this Grizzlies team, just overall, the balance that we had talked about being so special for this Grizzlies team when they were doing so well in early April, it's completely gone. Whether it be shooting the three or even doing what they're known to do, this Grizzlies team, arguably, has been the most productive team in the paint over the past two years since Taylor Jenkins took over the team. He made that a clear emphasis of this team because it matched the strengths of the roster up and down, from the guards to Jonas Valanciunas. But over their previous 10 games, coming into Saturday night's game against Toronto, over their previous 10 games, the Grizzlies were 28th in the league in field goal percentage and shots within 8 feet of the basket. What that means is, is that even when it comes to what the Grizzlies do well, they still recently have performed like a bottom five team. Not to mention the fact that their best shooters have completely struggled from three over the previous 10 games. What I mean by that is, is that the group of Desmond Bain, Grayson Allen, DeAnthony Melton, and Dylan Brooks in the previous 10 games before the game against Toronto, they had taken 160 three-point attempts and had made 29% of them. So whether it be shooting the three or even producing in the paint, this Grizzlies team is is producing near the bottom of the league. They are one of the worst offensive teams in the league over the past two or three weeks. And that has to change for them to realize their goals this year. And it has to change quickly. So the thing is, is that it was great that they won on Saturday night, but it still remains that they certainly are struggling mightily and they also are playing undisciplined basketball, and that's, those two things added together are just not a good equation for the Grizzlies to be able to keep riding to hopefully get to where they're going to go. They're going to have to significantly improve in both areas to really have a chance to make the playoffs. But the third thing is the encouraging factors that came from Saturday's game. There were stretches where Desmond Bain looked like the best player on the court. And that's certainly encouraging. DeAnthony Melton, who had struggled overall over the last half of April ever since he came back from his injury, 
He became only the third Grizzlies player to hit five or more three-pointers in the fourth quarter in franchise history. He was the difference in the fourth quarter. But that's the big key. That's the most encouraging factor, besides one other that we'll get to in just a second. That's the most encouraging factor from Saturday night. DeAnthony Melton was the biggest factor in the fourth quarter because he was out there. DeAnthony Melton was on the court for seven and a half minutes. It was Jaw, DeAnthony Melton, Dylan, Kyle Anderson, and Jonas Valanciunas that played the entire last, I believe, seven and a half minutes of the game for the Grizzlies. The closing lineup we all have wanted to see, we all have hoped for, been excited about, you know, consistently mentioned our displeasure of Taylor Jenkins not going to that previously. He put it out there on Saturday night in the closing minutes, and DeAnthony Melton was the one who stood out as being the biggest factor in us winning the game. If Taylor Jenkins can go with that lineup going forward, that is certainly a big progression of positivity. That's a big, big boost to this Grizzlies team if they can close with that lineup. And along with the Anthony Melton solid play was the fact that Jaron Jackson Jr. also stood out as he made his first start of the season. And it wasn't because he was shooting the three well. It was the secondary things that he does well. The rebounding, the playmaking, the, 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 the momentum shifting sequences, the big steal at leading to a basket. Um, in the first quarter, the chase down block of Gary Trent Jr. On both ends of the court, Jaron Jackson Jr. was adding value. So though the team is struggling individually, or excuse me, as a whole right now offensively, there are individuals who are starting to step up. Bain has been playing better as of late. Hopefully Melton has got and will get back to what he's been what he's been so special at doing just as, as a two-way player all year, hopefully he'll get back into that role soon. And, of course, Jaron showing flashes of being his old self. Those three players stepping up and showing good signs and good flashes here recently to support Jaw and Dylan, Kyle, and Jonas, that's huge. That's big. Hopefully that will continue. And if it does, that's the type of development that really should help our offense overall improve and allow things to get significantly better quickly for this Grizzlies team. Because one thing is coming is becoming clear. There's no choice but for things to significantly get better if this Grizzlies team is to accomplish its goal of making the playoffs. But how exactly is their process to give themselves the best chance to make the playoffs going to look over the next week? Coming up in the second segment of the show, that's what I'm going to discuss. Looking at this week's slate of games, how the Grizzlies might approach each of them, and how they can put themselves in the best position possible when it comes to the final game against Golden State and the play-in matchups next week. We'll be right back with you here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. You. Yes, you or the hiring manager for your company. And what you really need is help making your short list of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who makes your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post screen and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality short list of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your jobs match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy. With tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving your quality candidates whose resume on Indeed fits your job description immediately and Indeed skills test that on average reduces hiring time 
by 27%. You can choose from more than 130 skills tests and add your must-have requirements so you only pay for applications that meet them. According to TalentNest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. That's get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Each week I've been doing a special segment in an in a show early each week called Resetting the Scene in the West, talking about the Western Conference playoff picture, especially the bottom half of it, as it concerns the Grizzlies' pursuits of the playoffs compared to how other teams are doing, who they are vying for final position for when it comes to the Western Conference playoff picture. And the thing is, is that overall, things are pretty similar to what they were last week. When it comes to the fifth spot in the West down to the tenth, you've got six teams that are in the mix, but they're separated in terms of groups of three. The Dallas Mavericks are in the fifth spot, are in the fifth spot in the West right now at 40 and 28. The Trailblazers are one game behind them in the sixth spot. And then one game behind the Trailblazers is the Los Angeles Lakers. That's been the big development over the past week, is that the defending champion Los Angeles Lakers, obviously because of injuries to Anthony Davis or LeBron James, they're the team right now that is in the seventh spot in the West. And so, yes, they will be involved in the play-in tournament. In other words, whatever team finishes eighth in the West, they'll be going to play, they'll more than likely as of right now, and it seems every day it's to stay the case, whoever finishes eighth in the West between the Grizzlies, the Spurs, and the Warriors, that team will go to play L.A. for the right to get the seventh spot in the West. A significant, significant change over the past week. And obviously, it seems to be a harder road ahead for whoever finishes eighth to be able to get into the playoffs via only one play-in game. Because at the end of the day, the Spurs, Grizzlies, and Warriors the Warriors right now are in eighth place. They're three games behind the Lakers. So the seventh spot is not likely to change. It's likely going to either be the Lakers or the Trailblazers. But we get more concerned with things, obviously, when it comes to the eighth, ninth, and tenth spots, when it comes to the Warriors, the Grizzlies, and the Spurs. And so overall right now, it's it's down to the Warriors and the Grizzlies. With five games left for the Spurs and the Grizzlies and four left for the Warriors, the Warriors are in eighth place. The Grizzlies are a half game behind, and the Spurs are two games behind the Grizzlies. Though the Pelicans are technically still in the picture, it's likely that they're not going to be able to make the push. We'll talk about that a bit more in the third segment. But looking specifically at the Spurs, the Grizzlies, and the Warriors, the Spurs still have one of, if not the toughest remaining schedule in the NBA when it comes to who they're playing. They still have to play the Bucks, the Nets, the Suns, the Knicks, and the, actually the Suns twice. So they play the Bucks, the, the Knicks, the Nets, and the Suns twice. That's the five games the Spurs have remaining. And with them already being two games behind the Grizzlies, it does not appear that this Spurs team is going to come anywhere close. It appears that the Spurs are destined for that 10th spot in the West. So that means it comes down to the Grizzlies and the Warriors. And the Warriors have one less game, obviously, to play because they have not had the condensed schedule of the Grizzlies. But the Warriors do have a bit tougher schedule than the Grizzlies. They play the Jazz tonight, and then they play the Suns. So they play the Jazz and Suns back-to-back over the next two nights. That is a huge, huge development 
for this Grizzlies and this Warriors team is the fact that they play the two top teams in the West right now who are still in competition to get that top seed. So you're going to have the Warriors playing a motivated um, Suns team and a motivated Jazz team over the next two nights. If they lose both of them, that is a significant boost for the Grizzlies. There's a good chance they probably win at least one, but if they lose both, that is a very good development for this Grizzlies team. For the Grizzlies, their schedule is a bit easier than the, Sp- than the uh, Suns, or excuse me, the Warriors. With the Warriors having to play the Jazz, then the Suns, followed by the Pelicans before the game Sunday against the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies are actually going to play a bit easier schedule. The Grizzlies have to play the Pelicans tonight, followed by the Mavericks on Tuesday. They're going to be playing the Kings on Thursday and Friday, and then obviously the Warriors. Now, in terms of the schedule, when we break down the advantages leading up to Sunday for both the Warriors and the Grizzlies, in terms of the schedule, it certainly factors the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies should be heavy favorites in three of the four games that they have between now and Friday. Tonight, they're going to be playing the Pelicans, who are going to be down Zion Williams and Brandon Ingram and others. Thursday and Friday, this Grizzlies team is going to be playing the Kings, who are likely going to be down Harrison Barnes, De'Aaron Fox, and of course Tyrese Halliburton. These games tonight and then Thursday and Friday, they're going to be on the level of the games that the Grizzlies played against the Pistons and against the Raptors and so on here recently. And you would think that this Grizzlies team eventually figures out, hey, we've got to stop winning these winnable games. But that's the good news is that three of the next four games for the Grizzlies are very likely to be games in which they're significantly favored and that they should win. Tuesday night, of course, Dallas with Luka motivated to secure that fifth spot. It's probably going to, we're going to be the underdog. And that's the other thing that comes into play when it comes to this week, is how do the Grizzlies manage their roster? Because when you compare the Grizzlies' schedule this week with the Warriors, the Warriors have an advantage when it comes to the fact that after they play Monday and Tuesday, the Warriors then have Wednesday and Thursday off, they play against the Pelicans on Friday, and then they have Saturday off. So beyond Wednesday, the Warriors, so after they play Tuesday, the Warriors will then have three of the next four days off before the Sunday game against the Grizzlies, while the Grizzlies will have two games against the Kings. So between Monday and Friday, the Grizzlies only get one day off. they got to play four games in five nights, while the Warriors get Wednesday and Thursday off. So overall, this Grizzlies team, in terms of the competition that they're facing, have the advantage. But in terms of the frequency of games and the built-in rest before the Sunday matchup between Golden State and Memphis, Golden State has the advantage. And right now, that may be the bigger advantage. So how the Grizzlies kind of counteract that is they look at the schedule and see where they may rest some players. And I think it's legitimate. I think when it comes down to it, this Grizzlies team needs to play to their odds. They need to be as fully healthy and ready to go as possible in Monday, Thursday, and Friday's games because those are the games that they are supposed to win. They need to be as fully prepared to win games that they should win for the rest of this week. And when it comes to the Dallas game on Tuesday, use it as a schedule loss. 
I'm not one to sit here and want to suggest give up or or you know give the t- give the opposing team a win. But if you have the ability to perhaps, I mean, you're already probably going to see Jaron rested. If you have the ability to potentially be able to rest, you know, another starter or another significant player or two in that game, since you're at home, why not take advantage of it? At this point in time, you want to win every game, sure. But at the end of the day, going it's more than likely that going into that Sunday game against the Warriors, the eighth and ninth spot is still going to be on the line. Regardless of what happens this week, at the end of the day, it still seems likely that the winner of that Warriors-Grizzlies game is going to be the eighth place winner. And so it seems as if, while you do have the schedule in your favor, take advantage of that by getting some extra rest. Hopefully that means that we'll win a few of these games by blowouts where starters will play and where starters will rest more than they usually do in most games. But as we've seen the Grizzlies play, that's not a guarantee. I would imagine that you're going to see some minutes restrictions or some limitation of players playing in at least one game this week. More than likely, it's going to be on Tuesday when it's the lowest chances of the Grizzlies winning this week or perhaps Friday after the Grizzlies have seen the uh, the Kings, after the Grizzlies have seen what was successful against them, you may even see some players rest on Friday as well. So at the end of the day, the, favor still, the, the schedule still certainly favors the Grizzlies. At the end of the day, the Grizzlies' depth favors the Grizzlies. But at the end of the day, this Grizzlies team is still facing the fact that they're likely going to be fatigued and they're going to continue to be fatigued with how frequently they're playing. And so if that's the case to be in the best position possible that they can be for that game against the Warriors. On Sunday, they need to figure out, yes, they need to be able to hopefully win three out of their next four games, but also do it in a way in which they can get some rest for their starters. And the last thing when it comes to resetting the scene in the West is the significance of why being in the best position for that Sunday game against Golden State, why it's so important. Again, the Grizzlies are going to travel on Saturday from... Memphis to Golden State. If they win against Golden State and earn the eighth seed, then they go from Golden State, have a rest day, and go to LA to play the seven and eight game. They're already out there on the West Coast. Yes, they're probably going to be unlikely to win that. They're going to be underdogs in that seven or eight game, but at least they were already out there on the West Coast when they're traveling. If the Grizzlies get the eighth seed, that means that they will stay on the West Coast. They'll be able to go to play more than likely L.A. or Portland. They're going to be on the West Coast either way, and they'll play in the 7-8 and eight game. And in the likely scenario which they lose, though, if they were to play Portland, they may have a good chance. But if the Grizzlies were to at least lose, if they were to lose that 7-8 or eight game, at least they stayed on the West Coast, and then they'll come home and have a home game against the winner of the 9-10 and 10 game. But consider that versus the eight nine versus the setup if the Grizzlies lose that game against the Warriors and they're the ninth seed. Now you've traveled out west. You've got to travel back home for the nine ten game, which you hopefully will beat the Spurs, which the Grizzlies will most likely do. And then you've got to travel back out west to face the loser of the seven and eight game. So it's not only that the Grizzlies get more favorable odds if they get that eighth position. It significantly changes their overall travelability, 
it's a significant, significant benefit for this Grizzlies team to get that to get that eight seed because of how much less travel they'll have to deal with than if they get the ninth seed. That's the significance of all this this week. A lot of detail, but a lot happening, and that's what goes in with this playing game. It adds to the excitement, and whether you're someone or not who's a big fan of it, that's where we are. The Grizzlies certainly still have a chance to be in a very favorable position when it comes to their playoff pursuits. Now it's time to take business, and that starts tonight against the New Orleans Pelicans. The Grizzlies face the Pelicans at the FedEx Forum. Coming up, going to talk a bit about why some news that occurred this week is significantly changing this game into the Grizzlies' favor, but they must continue to get better offensively to take advantage of an opportunity to get a needed win. We'll be right back with you. Obviously, as we mentioned, it is an exciting time in the NBA season, but it's not just the NBA season, it's the NHL season as well. Both seasons are coming to the stretch run and the playoffs are about to start, so that's when they get more fun than usual. And if you're someone that enjoys wagering and betting on sports, that's also the time to be excited because the stakes could not be higher, both for the team, but for you as well. If you are someone that wagers and bet on sports, I've got the place that has you covered, and that's betonline.ag. As we mentioned, the NBA season and the NHL season are in their stretch runs before the playoffs begin, but baseball is also in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use the mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code Locked On. Again, go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. Visit BetOnline.ag today. So I can tell you this, if you're someone like me who wants to get in better shape, for the summer. It starts with small steps, right? Like it, it doesn't start with a marathon. It doesn't start with going and, you know, biking 50 miles or anything like that. It starts with simple changes in your routine that promote health. One of the best ways that I can think for you to do that is to do it in a way that involves a tasty treat, and that is Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, the best protein bar out there on the market today. The great thing about it is, is that no matter when you choose to have it, it's very versatile. In the morning for breakfast, as a, in the morning for breakfast, in the afternoon as a snack, before or after a workout, however you choose to enjoy it, Built Bar is going to make your day better. And if you go to if you go to builtbar.com right now, put in the promo code LOCKED15, that's LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order of Built Bar. The great thing is, over 18 different flavors to choose from at builtbar.com as well. So whatever your taste preference is, you're likely to find it there. Then go to builtbar.com, put in the promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your next order from builtbar.com. Today is the today on the Locked On Today podcast. Do the New York Knicks have what it takes to go on a playoff run? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So the Grizzlies tonight return to the FedEx Forum for a stretch of four games to conclude their season, or at least bring them to the overall peak of their season, zenith of their season, however you want to say it, when they face the Warriors Sunday to likely determine the 8th and ninth seeds in the West. But the, before we get too ahead of ourselves, it starts tonight. And of course, that means welcoming 
our beloved rivals, I'm kidding, probably our hated rivals for some, but our modern rivals nonetheless in the New Orleans Pelicans. The thing is, though, is that things have certainly changed as far as the importance of this game or the overall significance of this game for both teams. It's still certainly significant for the Grizzlies, but it certainly has lost some significance for the Pelicans due to happenings in recent days. A week ago, or even 72 to 96 hours ago, this game was going to be viewed as being highly significant because with the Spurs struggling, the Pelicans were making a move to try to possibly get into that 10th spot. And that would have certainly not been a good development for the Grizzlies with how much they've struggled recently against the New Orleans Pelicans. But then some news started coming out that the Pelicans, several of the Pelicans' biggest stars, their two main stars, Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson, are now injured. Zion Williamson is certainly out for tonight's game, he's likely done for the season with a fractured left ring finger. Brandon Ingram, due to an ankle, did not play in last night's game against the, new, against the Charlotte Hornets, and it seems to be trending that he will not play tonight. The Pelicans will also be missing, will be missing reserve ace Josh Hart due to a thumb injury. So overall... This Pelicans team is going to be missing their two best talents and a few other players. Steven Adams is, is may potentially be limited as well, as well as Nikhil Alexander-Walker, though he did play last night. But overall, at the end of the day, this Pelicans team is going to be without Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram more than likely in tonight's game, and that certainly plays to the Grizzlies' favor. But the thing about it is, we've heard this narrative before. We've, we, we've heard it for the past several weeks. And yet we've said here we've lost to the Clippers, we've lost to the Magic, we've lost to the Pistons, barely beat the Raptors, despite, for those four teams, several of their best talents haven't, not, haven't been traded or they're injured or whatever it may be. We played, in these games that we've lost, we've basically been playing at time glorified G League teams, and the Grizzlies have absolutely struggled because they beat, they beat themselves. And that's the key for tonight's game. The Grizzlies need a game. And it would be especially significant if it happened against a rival like the Pelicans. The Grizzlies need a game where they simply play disciplined basketball. Play to their strengths. Limit their mistakes. And get back to doing what they do well. Focus on getting 30 or more assists tonight. The, the, the Pelicans on the season, they are 23rd in the league when it comes to opponents' assists allowed per game. Get 27, 28 assists tonight if you're the Grizzlies. When it comes to defending the paint, this Pelicans team is either average or below average. Get 55 to 60 points in the paint. Jonas Valanciunas was another bright spot against the Raptors. 18 points, 21 rebounds. He had been struggling ever since he came back from his concussion protocol in April. He got back to his normal self. 9 of 15 from the field. Feature him. 15 to 20 shots, especially if Steven Adams is out of the game. But if he's not, Feature your guards getting into the lane. Get back to what you do well. And, and though the Pelicans with Zion are certainly a team that thrives in the paint, without him, they're not necessarily that anymore. The Grizzlies, once again, are entering a game where they have the advantage to outproduce their team, their opponents significantly in the paint. Scoring 55 to 60 points in the paint and being able to outscore the Pelicans by maybe 10 to 15 points or more, that would be an encouraging development. 
If you can shoot the three, if Melton or Bain or um, Dylan Brooks or maybe Jaw, like he did in the first half um, of the Pistons game, if any one of those four can have a significant game shooting the three, that'll be even better. But at the end of the day, the way that the Grizzlies need to get that boost that they need to be able to win three out of their next four games is to play disciplined basketball. If the Grizzlies play disciplined basketball, and obviously Ingram and Zion are out tonight, that puts them in a position to win. This Grizzlies team is the more talented team with those two Pelicans players out. They need to play like it. Make the right passes. Play disciplined basketball. Don't commit turnovers. Don't commit silly passes. The other night when the Pistons, when we lost to the Pistons, I saw something that I've never seen before. That was Kyle Anderson in one game making multiple bad passes that led to turnovers in easy points. If this Grizzlies team simply plays disciplined basketball on both ends of the court, they are going to have a very good chance to win this game. It's going to take a heroic effort from an unexpected source on the Pelicans to potentially beat the Grizzlies if the Grizzlies are playing effective basketball. It's obvious this team is tired. It's obvious this team is having to adjust what it needs to do successfully to win. But if they can continue to have players step up, whomever it may be, and depth allows for you to be able to have options that will step up every night. But even if Jaws not scoring 35 and, and dishing out 10 assists, if this Grizzlies team can simply have multiple players step up on any given night, they should produce results that they're going to like. And that starts tonight against the Pelicans. So yes, it's going to be a great game. Yes, it's against our rival. Yes, obviously, a win is needed to, again, keep the Grizzlies in place to be able to get that eighth spot. But it starts with the Grizzlies focusing on what they do well, executing and actually doing it well. That's going to make all the difference in the world. At the end of the day, I think we're going to get this win tonight. I think we're going to do it in a way that at least somewhat is satisfying and we'll be able to move on tomorrow night to face the Mavericks. Can't thank you enough for joining this edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. Again, you can find the show at Locked on Grizz, myself at Stats SAC. Podcasts wherever it's available, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, the Odyssey app, podcast app on your phone. We do know that Apple Podcasts have been somewhat difficult to access the show on. We highly encourage you to go elsewhere. Wherever podcasts are available, that's where Locked on Grizzlies will be. My name's Sean Coleman. Enjoy the game tonight with increased fans in the stands was going to make it even better, make it sound like a fun atmosphere to play in once again. Hopefully the Grizzlies will get a bit of a good streak going on when it comes to their home play, you know, unlike they have here recently. And overall, it'll just be a great start to a week that needs to be great for this Grizzlies team to get where they want to go. Until next time, my name's Sean Coleman. It's been a pleasure talking with you, and we'll talk to you again soon here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast.